Hello, dear listeners. It is I once again, DJ Star Sage, the modern day jester. And this is Surely You Jest, the personal life, personal journal of one modern day jester, yours truly. And it is Monday morning. We are about to embark upon another work week. Woo hoo. <laughs> How are you? We had a holiday weekend not long ago. Hopefully, you had a moment for a hurrah or two. Let's catch up, shall we? Get through those many emails you guys have been sending me. <clears throat> and uh, we will uh, see what's been going on lately. Over the weekend, I, uh, hubby worked Saturday, and uh, I was home with the baby senior kitties, and I planned out my afternoon, because hubby was actually working a later shift at Grace Brothers. He was closing the store that day, and... I uh, got in a nap with the kitties, and particularly Miss Goldie, who's just a love bug. And she gets a little depressed when she can't have her own slice of the pie. She can't have one of her daddy's attentions. So we try to make sure that we divide up our time and in particularly give Goldie a a dose of tender loving care because she's the most recently ailing one, the senior who uh, had some oral surgery the other week. Actually, it's going on three or four weeks now, and she's doing quite well. So it's encouraging because uh, she's back to her old habits. Um, including, unfortunately, overeating. <laughs> but we'll curb her of that before too long. Uh, unfortunately, she's not a fan of the healthier food that we've been trying to switch the baby kitties to. So she, along with Mr. Oliver, have both been eating, well, junk food. Um, you know, we call them they're Doritos, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a challenge when it's feeding time because each of them gets a different food. Granted, both Ollie and Goldie are on junk food, but one of them has an allergy to one of the additives and had a rash not long ago, so we're trying to keep, uh, you know, a couple of flavors in the house. And that's also to keep their interest because after a while, they will just become bored with the food. I mean, you know, who wouldn't love a personal chef? <laughs> I swear, in some ways, I think that uh, if uh, reincarnation were real or if you believed in that sort of thing, it might be interesting to see what life would be like as a cat 
Granted, most of them only live between 15 and 20 years, but maybe what that's why they get nine lives. Allegedly. So, I've been keeping up on the food rotations, and unfortunately, Miss Nala, the diva of the household, has decided that she really wants the junk food. Now, she can't have it. And I don't mean that we're watching her wait. That's not it at all. Miss Nala, and Miss Goldie for that matter, were both the smaller kittens of their litter. They were runts. Um, some, I think the more recent term that we've called small cats are dwarf cats, which I find ironic because uh, it's not politically correct to call a person of smaller stature by genetic trait a dwarf, and yet now we call our runt cats dwarf cats, so <laughs> figure that one out. But uh, anyway, I guess they're less likely to be offended. Um, that is until cats learn how to use Twitter. <laughs> they're on Instagram. Um, anyways, so Miss Nala would like a sampling now and then of the junk food and well she's not allowed to have it because she only has one functioning kidney that's not just simply because she's getting up there in age it's because she like a lot of dwarf cats was born with a birth defect she doesn't have both kidneys she does they both don't work So we have to watch out what she eats, and uh, she tries to sneak in a taste now and then, but it doesn't help that the others, they uh, will share. (laughs) That's quite odd, because uh, most pets, at least cats, tend to be territorial. So I don't know how that works out. Maybe they, they just have a really strong bond as a family. Although, when they uh, have their mood swings, it would be, it would seem that it's quite the contrary, but it's just a pecking order, you see. You know, one will uh, pick a fight with the other, or one will do something kind of rude, like, oh, we'll be up in our bedroom and trying to have family time with the kitty cats, watch something on TV, and Goldie, thinking nothing of it, will leave one of our laps, and she will use Mr. Oliver as a step stool. Yes, she will step right on her senior daddy Kay, and uh, you can hear him grunt. And then she doesn't think anything of it. Later on, she'll get too close to him when he's eating or vulnerable, like leaving the litter box, and she'll earn a swat. So it's it's quite interesting when you got more than one, certainly more than two. I uh, managed to catch up 
on some of our landscaping, our mowing. I've mentioned before that we have just under an acre at Chateau Star Sage, and sometimes it's difficult to keep up on maintaining that. Oftentimes, Hubby and I will trade off where he's more prone to have a day off during the week, but of late with the ailing kitty cats, his time has been divided amongst the three, leaving little else for household chores. But uh, I stepped out into the backyard and decided to get caught up on the, the back 40, so to speak. And it was a beautiful day out. Now, we've actually been very fortunate here in Not Quite Apple Country, because as I'm heading on into my work day, it's a beautiful sunny day with the sun rising in the east. So it's, uh, I'm, I'm driving off into the horizon. <laughs> and it's 51 out now. Some of you may say 51. That's kind of cold, especially if you're from warmer parts like the south or the southwest. But it's uh, what I like to call promising because it's supposed to warm up later in the day. Be about 60. It's not going to be hot. It's not going to be toasty. It's the perfect weather. And this is something that I enjoy in the fall when we've reached our peaks, our highs, and we're cooling off again. So it's more like fall right now and uh, with the promise of warmer. Speaking of warmer, and I'll get to that in a sec, but yes, I, I finished up mowing the back 40 and uh, the grass was quite tall. I had to do a two-pronged approach, meaning you mow it one way to knock it over and then you mow another way to actually finish cutting it. <laughs> and uh, it was a little sad because, uh, well, we noticed that the neighborhood kitties have been having fun in our backyard with the taller grass. And in fact, um, they've been paying a visit to our kitties during the day. They'll come up near the house and we'll see them in the windows. And well, some of the less friendly ones will taunt them despite it being their property. Uh, but I, I mowed back, and uh, when I got to our shed, which is about halfway back on our property, uh, no one was harmed, nothing got hurt, but it was uh, a little heartening to see that when I freed that area of the taller grass, I scared possibly a family of mice. Now some of you are going to say, oh, no, not mice, ick. These are adorable little critters. They are, oh, just about half the size of the palm of your hand. They're, they're almost babies. Maybe they're just field mice, but they're just adorable gray, light gray mice with these beady little eyes. I guess hubby calls them kangaroo mice. But I think maybe even if they are full-grown adults, they look like babies just because of the size of their bodies and the eyes. And I, in a way, I'm sort of glad that I may have scared them uh, from their haven because that mean I meant I didn't have to do anything to upset them. 
You know, I'm, I'm not fond of having to hurt small defenseless creatures. And if I can help them to leave on their own will, then uh, that is my preference. So we got Sunday off together. Hubby and I did our usual visiting of the thrift stores. We found a couple of pieces of wall hangings, not latch hook rugs, not cross stitch samplers, but uh, artwork. Now, I, I hesitate to say art just simply because I can't tell you who produced this piece of work. I couldn't tell you if it was uh, ink and pen or you know uh, chalk or watercolor. Uh, we got a couple of varieties and. Uh, Hobby hung a couple of them in our boudoir. You might see that on my Instagram. But uh, as we live in an older house, there is no duct work. And I've mentioned this before a while back. We do not have air conditioning. And that's partly because the house does not have adequate ventilation. Basically... We rely upon the shade and some fans, and uh, well, Hobby's quite pleased with how we manage, although I will admit that I was quite the spoiled child growing up. You see, my father was a building contractor, so we never lived in a home that wasn't new. So the majority of my life, I've had central air conditioning and ductwork in my house, and those things have had regular maintenance. But uh, in our 60s colonial revival home that we have, look that up, it's a, it's a floor plan style, if you don't know what that's like, um, it gets quite toasty on the east side of the house, because that's the side that gets the most sun. And of course, knowing Hubby's sleeping habits, I picked our bedroom specifically because of that side of the house. I needed sunlight, morning sunlight to wake his took us up. Um, sometimes it works. Anyways, gets toasty upstairs, and we've been meaning to uh, work on connecting our bedroom with the one next door because, well, we don't have any kiddos just yet. And uh, we've made use of that other bedroom by turning it into a walk-in closet, a wardrobe. And the plan is to eventually have a door between the two. And we began that project just last night. Hubby got a, uh, well, a razor, a, uh, a sheetrock knife, cut through the wall, and, uh, you know, did what they call an explore, exploratory. Uh, you know, he, he started a hole, basically. And... Because the other side of the wall is on the east, the west side of the house, it was a fair amount cooler, about 10 degrees. So now we've started a doorway and we've left the window open in the next room, the connecting room now, our wardrobe. Because Hubby can't sleep with an open window. He has breathing issues and allergies. So he wakes up congested and sometimes in the middle of the night. So every little bit of help is appreciated. And um, I can't really run an air conditioner either, at least not on his side of the room. 
and that's where the outlet is. So uh, very pleased though that the uh, the new connection that we're making with the wardrobe has aided in cooling the upstairs and the bedroom because that's where our senior kitty cat will be spending the work day. So, alrighty folks, lots more to update you on. Hopefully you got a good start to your week and hopefully, um, well, I'll be talking to you in a moment. And here we go with another end to a week. Things were going good for a while there. It seemed like the cat crazy was dying down. But as some of you know, or some of you may know him better, my hubby Billy has a keen attention for detail. And the other day, he happened to notice that our senior kitty's uh, litter box habits, his his bathroom use, his uh, regularity, seem to be on the decline, or at least in frequency. And, well, it was a bit troubling because we normally give him a low dose of laxative daily. Now granted, he had recently changed foods. So that certainly could explain some of the change, but it was troubling. And of course, this caused Hubby to be concerned and Before we knew it, he had plans to stop by our vet. Now, it wasn't an emergency situation, but just as the parent of any human child should pay attention to changes in your child's behavior or their activity, because they don't know enough to speak up. Same with your animals. They don't have the gift of speech. They can only try to communicate with you through their behaviors. So the long and short of it was that uh, it is entirely possible that Oliver has a mild ulcer. Now in a human being you might notice this because your stomach would be upset. You might have trouble keeping food down. But with Mr. Oliver, well, it just meant, and I'm sorry if this is TMI, this is uh, a little akin to having a toddler, but he had a dark stool. And unfortunately, when you're a pet parent, again, they can't talk to you. So uh, it gets a little graphic, not in the nasty, like bloody way just you have to pay attention to the litter box frequency color that sort of thing you know if you um, are squeamish it's probably not a good idea 
to have a pet because you may not have to change diapers, but you certainly have to notice when your animal is sick. So we ended up getting another medication, yet another, for Mr. Oliver to be given. And uh, this is in addition to a twice-daily thyroid medication that he receives already. But he's doing well with that, especially since we learned that the um, pill pockets, I won't say the brand, but those little things that are supposed to make it easier for you to give your pet their medication because it makes it tasty. Yeah, some of those are, well, not necessarily bad, but they don't get digested, so you might as well be feeding them crayons because uh, when you wrap medication in something that's not digestible, it's kind of like when you think of all those stories where people are sneaking drugs into the country or maybe out of the country or into other places. They usually wrap them in something so that they can um, be transported concealed in the body. Yeah, that's it's kind of that idea. Uh, so those pill pockets weren't doing us any favors, even though he seemed to be taking the medication without complaint. So we had to resort to a teeny tube that we dissolved the pill into. And he's gotten used to that, especially since he gets food shortly right after. Mostly to help with the taste. So Ali is on two medications, and the newest for being uh, his ulcer. Hopefully that will pass within a week. He was sick nine months ago. He's been doing gangbusters in more recent months especially since we're no longer feeding him the evil boutique pet food. We have a backup that we're trying to switch the folks to at Chateau Star Sage at our poussoir boudoir. <laughs> and, uh, well, we just have to get him off this junk food stage. But all in due time. So aside from the new scare with Ollie, which isn't terribly bad, I mean, it's uh, going to be fixed with some medicine, and it's a short-term thing. Um, hubby didn't quite read me the riot act, but uh, he spent some time explaining to me some troubles that we've had in the house for a while. As I've mentioned before, we have an older house. It's uh, half-century old. And uh, one of the things that we've learned is that, of course, wiring needs change over time. And uh, as we were going through the outlets in the house, trying to replace and upgrade them, because back in the 60s, they didn't have the grounded outlets that we do today. You know, the ones with three prongs that are supposed to be for the... Um, the more ambitious appliances, like your coffee maker, maybe. Um, well, certainly a refrigerator needs it, but that's a different kind of outlet. That's a 220. And uh, hello to the folks abroad. Uh, here in the States, we're still on Imperial. So, uh, you know, we deal in volts and watts. Anyways, so uh, apparently, as we've been replacing outlets... We've been noticing some char marks, and we thought that that was because 
the previous owners may have been taxing the system, meaning they've plugged in too much and maybe blew fuses. Well, we're learning that that was not the case, because as I mentioned the other week, we recently acquired a device that's a power manager. Um, the brand name for this particular one, the industry standard, is called Panamax, P-A-N-A-M-A-X. There's a lot of varieties in this type of equipment, but essentially it monitors your voltage and makes sure that your devices are safe that are plugged in, meaning that they have a well-regulated amount of voltage so that you don't fry them out. And we were getting little spikes on our power manager off of our home theater system, and that suggests that maybe we're getting a little too much from the pole. Honk. No, I'm not talking about anything dirty. You see, here in the older parts of the country, our utilities are on these poles that reach for the sky. They have our electric, our telephone, and uh, sometimes cable. In the more, more recent building areas, they have those things neatly tucked underground. But uh, here, not quite apple country, we're a little antiquated. Anyways, so apparently, the uh, design of the layout, if you will, the electrical needs for our neighborhood might have too many, either too many houses off of one transformer. That's kind of like the, uh, the regulator for your neighborhood off of the main from the power company. There's either too many of them off of one, or it's possible that that transformer may be in need of replacement. Now, it practically takes an act of Congress to get your power company to think they need to replace one of those because they want to charge you to investigate and they want evidence and uh, you know unless you are an electrician yourself uh, it's gonna be a little like crying wolf so uh, yeah fun times the only thing we can do is uh, rewire some of our outlets so that they're a little bit beefier uh, the standard for most homes these days, I think, is about 120 volts. And so we are looking for sort of an oddball of 125 or 130. It allows for a little bit of extra juice. Not that we're paying for it. You would think that any carefully managed company wouldn't want to give away the milk for free. But apparently the power companies, yeah, they, uh, they allow for a little extra overage and... Um, if you're having to replace your devices at home more than every couple of years, well, it might be a good idea to get a power manager and to look into um, if they are spiking your your service line. It's meaning that uh, they're giving you a little extra because maybe they aren't aware. So that's the, uh, the gist of the power situation in our house. And uh, let's see here. Well, oh yes, uh, at uh, at the candy shop, my good friend Elise and I, we we continue to have our every other week coffee out. 
Uh, there hasn't been any further discussion on the notion of, of having a child or being a surrogate. I thought I would let that simmer on the back burner for a bit. But, uh, dear sweet Elise has been through some drama these past few months. She's been in Oslo for, oh, more than a decade, probably 15 or so years. Came here in her 20s. And, uh, well, she's been with her current girlfriend over seven years, but in uh, more recent days, there's been some unpleasantness. Apparently, Elise's long-term girlfriend, Jan, has had a little bit of difficulty staying in one job for any length of time. No, she's not going from job to job every other month, but, uh, you know, when you get into your 40s or you're looking at your 40s, you look for stability. And uh, changing your job every couple of years, if you can help it, really isn't a sign of uh, stability. So, uh, Elise has been feeling the pinch in her wallet because... They don't have accounts together, they're not married, and it would seem that Jan has a little bit of difficulty when it comes to considering the expenses of the household. So maybe she hasn't contributed her half of the rent, but already has designs on spending for some impulse purchases. And this has poor Elise considering whether or not things are meant to continue between them. And, uh, well, it comes at a bad time for her because in the last six months, Elise not only lost a long-term friend due to a terminal illness, but she had another close friend uh, announce to her that they're taking a job opportunity that has them moving across the country. So, poor Elise, she is feeling out of sorts. She's needing a shoulder to lean on, and I will gladly be that. I don't know that I live close enough to be her only shoulder, but certainly it would be in my best interest to uh, lend a helping hand as she's already offered herself to come help out at Chateau Star Sage with things involving yard work. There's a, there's a certain satisfaction in accomplishing certain manual labor tasks, mowing the lawn, you know, planting flowers, maybe gardening. These are all things you can do while listening to your favorite podcast. Hint, hint, wink, wink. <laughs> oh, and speaking of your favorite podcast, do drop by tomorrow night. I'm speaking of Matt Namanusha. Are you dialed in? Have you checked out Discord? You know, if you haven't already checked out Matt Namanusha, it's a little bit like going to movies with your friends. In fact, when we know when the, what the next topic is going to be, we announce it, and we share it with our Facebook group. So if it's available for others to view, and often we find things on Netflix and Amazon and Hulu, 
you can actually go ahead and watch it with us and take part in the discussion. So go over ahead and uh, go to univazpods.net or matineemanusha.com and click on Discord for our chat room. Remember again, that's at 9 p.m. Eastern. And uh, click the tower for streaming audio. We would be happy to have you in our audience at the beautiful, historical Marionette Theater in Sputz Flats, New York. Alrighty, folks, I hope that your boss took it easy on you, that you accomplished all that you set out to, and that you were able to make time to get together with friends or loved ones. And if you don't have weekends off, hopefully you have a chance to catch your breath between moments of pandemonium. Email me at djstarsage at gmail.com and tweet me on Twitter at djstarsage. That's all for now. Kisses from the carriage. Bye-bye. Chubb's gone wild with Matt and Tom. Speak up. The Smellcast by Tommy Smelly. Be heard. Tastes like burning with Tim and James. Unique voices in podcasting. The Shy Life Podcast with me, Paul the Shy Yeti. Univazpods.net.